Welcome to the Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus. Our world is full of incomplete solutions, leaving people searching for more. God's only solution for all mankind, for all time, is Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. The Solution Radio Show will help you to grow in your relationship with God as your Heavenly Father. Your purpose is far greater than the day-to-day circumstances of life. Let's join Greg as he shares God's Word with us today. God bless you and welcome to The Solution. Our guest interview in the second half of the program is with Christian minister and author Mike Verdicchio. Mike's newest book, What Does It Mean?, was just recently published and we'll talk to him about that. Let's begin, though, in God's Word regarding the wonderful truth of God's gift of eternal life. A true gift is not earned. You know, at Christmas time, I have heard parents tell their children, and I'm probably guilty of it as well, that if they were good, they would receive such and such a gift. Well, really, that's not a gift. It's something earned based on the child's behavior. A true gift has no strings attached. It's freely given from the heart of the giver. Well, God has given us many, many things, but the greatest of all is the gift of His Son, Jesus Christ, and believing in His Son results in receiving the gift of eternal life. Let's start in the Gospel of John, if you have your Bible handy. And uh, I primarily read from the King James Version. If I do use a different version, which I do occasionally, the Amplified or the Phillips or the English Standard, I'll always be sure to mention that we're looking at that version. But here in John 3, we're going to read verses 16 through 19 in the King James Version. It says here, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him, in his Son, Jesus Christ, should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through his Son might be saved. Verse 18, He that believes on him is not condemned, but he that believes not is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Verse 19, And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men loved darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. Jesus Christ did not come to condemn the world. He came to save the world. He came to make available eternal life. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, uh, let's look at verses 18 through 21. And all things are of God, and these all things are referring to the previous verses of all things that are new uh, in the new birth and, and in all that Jesus Christ has come to make available. So let's start that verse over. Verse 18, And all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. It doesn't say that God reconciled us to himself by our good works or because of our prayer or because we go to church faithfully. It says God reconciled us or brought us back into favor into righteousness to himself by one thing, Jesus Christ. And not only that, in that verse it says he gave us the ministry of reconciliation. You know, you have a ministry. That ministry is to speak God's word regarding the Lord Jesus Christ to others so that they too can be reconciled to the one true God. 
What a tremendous ministry to have. And you may have other ministries as well. Verse 19, to know that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing or reckoning their trespasses unto them, and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Verse 19, to know that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself not imputing or reckoning their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. God was in Christ. God was not charging the world with its sin through Christ. Rather, God was cleansing the sin through Christ, so that mankind could once again become sons of God and have a relationship with the one true God. And then, once we are reconciled, it says there in that verse that he committed unto us the privilege and the right to speak the word of reconciliation. We have the great pleasure, the great joy to preach to others the good news regarding God's gift, Jesus Christ. Your preaching of the gospel today will result absolutely in great reward through all eternity. Let's continue here, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 20. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. We represent Christ to the world. We are ambassadors. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God. Verse 21, For he, God, hath made him, Jesus Christ, to be sin in place of us, who knew no sin, Jesus Christ had never sinned, the purpose being that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. What a wonderful gift from God to each of us. When someone believes on the Lord Jesus Christ, it results in the receiving of the righteousness of God. There's no longer a striving to become good enough in the sight of God. He has made you accepted. He has made you beloved because you believed on his solution to mankind's problem, the Lord Jesus Christ. A couple days ago, I met Hector. He was an older Hispanic gentleman, and he had broken English. He works at a local factory here, not too far from here. And his love for God, it was clearly evident to me as we prayed together. He had a tender heart. He told me that he refuses to allow the circumstances of life to steal his joy and that he is just so looking forward to the return of Jesus Christ. Hector lives with peace and joy because he has experienced the gift of God. He believed that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. He confessed Jesus as Lord of his life. He accepted God's free gift of eternal life. Jesus Christ brings life to each of us, and the life that he brings, it overcomes the curse of death that we received from Adam. Let's look at Romans chapter 5, verses 18 through 21, and we'll look at the Phillips translation for these verses. Verse 18, we see then that as one act of sin, that was Adam's disobedience, exposed the whole race of men to God's judgment and condemnation. So one act of perfect righteousness, that was Jesus Christ's obedience, presents all men freely acquitted in the sight of God. 
Adam's disobedience placed all men under the threat of condemnation. But one man's obedience, Jesus Christ, has the power to present all men righteous before God. Grace is bigger than the law. Now we find that the law keeps slipping into the picture to point the vast extent of sin. Yet, though sin is shown to be wide and deep, thank God His grace is wider and deeper still. The whole outlook changes. Sin used to be the master of men, and in the end, handed them over to death. Now, grace is the ruling factor, with righteousness as its purpose and its end, the bringing of men to the eternal life of God through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's Romans chapter 5, verses 18 through 21 in the Phillips. Uh, Let's look at uh, Romans chapter 6, verse 23 in the Amplified Bible. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God, that is, his remarkable, overwhelming gift of grace to believers, is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Wow, what a remarkable gift. The gift of righteousness, eternal life, through Christ. God is so good. He loves us so much. He did for us what None of us could do for ourselves. None of us is good enough to save ourselves or anyone else. Only the perfect one, the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, it makes me wonder, where in the world did people ever get the idea that God was mean and vengeful and that he was just waiting to beat you over the head if you, if you dare do anything wrong? Even in the Old Testament, before Christ came, God is shown as being merciful forgiving and gracious and kind toward his people. Honestly and sadly, much of religion over the centuries has grossly misrepresented God. Some men love to enslave others with their rules and regulations. But there is tremendous freedom in Christ. Ephesians chapter 2, let's go there and look at verses 4 through 10. But God, who is rich in mercy... For his great love wherewith he loved us. Even when we were dead in sins, he has made us alive together with Christ. By grace you are saved. That's verse 5. By grace you are saved. And he has raised us up together, verse 6. And he has made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come he might show or put on display for all to see the exceeding riches of His grace in His kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith, and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works, verse 9, not of works, lest any man should boast. Salvation is totally by the grace of God. It has absolutely nothing to do with how good or how bad you are or have been or ever will be. It's because of the accomplished work of the Lord Jesus Christ, the perfect one who always did the Father's will. And then if you want to talk about works, well, verse 10, for we are his, God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained or prepared that we should walk in them. The good works, 
They don't start till after you receive the gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ. Then, as we do those good works, as our Heavenly Father works within us to will and to do of His good pleasure, there's eternal rewards for our obedience to do what the Father directs. God has prepared works for you to do that will affect people's lives and will have results and benefits that will last through all eternity. Because of God's wonderful love for you, He has made you alive in Christ. It's by His undeserved favor and mercy that you have been spared from the wrath of God and set apart for eternal life. Our salvation is not of ourselves. It's not of our works. We're not saved because of how good or how bad we are or because we've kept the Old Testament law. We are saved because of the accomplished work of Jesus Christ, the one who always did the Father's will. Without Christ, men and women are dead in their trespasses and sins, without God and with no hope. But the gift of God, eternal life through Jesus Christ, now that gives us something worth living for. I thank our Heavenly Father for His amazing gift. We will return here on The Solution after this short break, and we will chat with Mike Verdicchio, author of the book, What Does It Mean? Bible Culture Revealed. Please visit our website, thesolutionradioshow.com. John posted a comment on the Solution Radio Show website that said, Loved your teaching. This knowledge of who we are in Christ is so vitally important to us. What an amazing privilege we have to reconcile people back to our loving Father. God bless you. John is one of many listeners that we hear from here at the Solution Radio Show. Now through the end of March, if you send a donation of any amount, we will send you a copy of Volume 1, God's Magnificent Goodness. Volume 1 contains the first 14 teaching segments of the Solution Radio Show, along with discussion questions at the end of each chapter. Volume 1 may be used as an individual or group study guide. It will be mailed mid-March. Help to make a difference by supporting The Solution Radio Show with your donation. Visit thesolutionradioshow.com and click the Donate button today. This is The Solution Radio Show, exploring God's solution for all mankind, for all time, Jesus Christ, with your host, Greg Backus. Our guest today is Mike Verdicchio. Mike is an ordained minister, author, Bible teacher, and radio broadcaster. He has a blog at confidenceandjoy.com, which includes both audio and video. He resides in Arizona, where he teaches a weekly Bible fellowship, and he's a longtime friend who I first met Gosh, probably some 25-plus years ago when we both lived in the San Diego area. I'd like to welcome Mike Verdicchio to the Solution Radio Show. Thank you. It's great to be uh, on the show, the Solution Radio Show. Thanks for having me here. And yeah, it's been quite a while since we were in the Southern California area. And um, thanks for letting me be a part of your show today. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for joining us. And you have a new book that just came out, and it's titled, What Does It Mean? Bible Culture Revealed. Why did you write this book? Well, uh, several years ago, I began noticing of all the articles that um, I post on my blog, a lot of the comments were in response to articles that involved explaining Bible verses in light of the idioms and culture 
uh, back in those days. And so I finally decided, well, gee, this is something people definitely are interested in. And so about a year and a half ago, I selected 50 of those articles, and then I began re-editing them and putting the book together. Can you give us a couple of examples of how, from the book of how understanding biblical culture helps us to understand the meaning of the scriptures? Many verses in the Bible remain hidden or unclear if we don't understand some idioms and culture uh, of the days in which it was written. And, and really, Greg, that's true of, uh, of any language. If you, if you talk to, a, a, say, a college kid today here in the United States and, and he says, yeah, I took an exam yesterday and it was a piece of cake. Well, mm-hmm. we know that he means it was an easy test. But someone in another country not familiar with our idioms might not understand that. And same is true when it comes to things of culture. Uh, if you were to tell me that uh, right after the show you're going to go throw some dogs on the grill or right. put some wings in the oven, mm-hmm. uh, I know exactly what you're talking about, Greg. But somebody not familiar with our culture and customs might get a little confused. And so it's really the same thing when one reads the Bible. Having some understanding of idioms and culture really helps people to see and understand what the scriptures are really saying. And even if somebody's not a big fan of the Bible, what they will read in the book is not only very interesting, but also it's uh, educational as well. Now, I've been reading through it, like I mentioned earlier, and Renewed Like the Eagle. That's my favorite chapter so far. I, I really like the way God presents that in Psalms as well as in Isaiah, how our strength can be renewed like the eagles, and and then how you tied that into, in our, our day and time, putting on the mind of Christ and putting off the old man. Um, do you have a favorite chapter in the book? And if so, which one and why? Well, <laughs> That's uh, that's a tough question. You know, the, the first one I learned many years ago was about the 10 pieces of silver, which is so interesting. And, of course, without understanding it, the that parable that Jesus is teaching makes no sense at all. So I had to include that in the book. But, you know, there, there are a few chapters um, that I put in there about uh, some things that I see or hear people teach. For example, shake off the dust of your feet. And that sometimes when I hear people refer to that, I just wish they understood mm-hmm. what really meant in that culture. See where I got the title, right? What does it mean? Right, right. <laughs> so it's um, it's a little hard to come up with a favorite, but two chapters are definitely somewhere at the top of my list. And that would be the chapter about Jesus washing the disciples' feet Mm-hmm. And then Jesus giving Judas the sop. If you don't know what those mean, especially being so close to Easter as we are, well, I would recommend getting the book. Well, that, that's great. Those are a couple great chapters. Our interview today uh, here on the Solution Radio Show is with Mike Verdicchio, who is out of Arizona area. And he recently authored What Does It Mean Bible Culture Revealed? And you also, Mike, have a blog titled Confidence and Joy, Practical Christian Living. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the great resources that you have on that site? Sure. I've been doing this for quite a while, and I post articles. And in those articles, I I really try to communicate something practical that people can apply in their life. Uh, Various topics, love of God, finances, thankfulness, prayers, lots of various topics. But 
all really practical. And, and speaking of prayer, if someone decides to subscribe to the blog, I send them an ebook titled Nine Simple Keys to Answered Prayers. And I also post uh, some Christian music videos that really inspire me. Oh, and there's also a category I called the Eastern Eye, hmm. which is where you can find most of the articles that ended up in the book. So there's uh, there's a lot of good content, and I continue to add more and more. There's um, also a link in there to my uh, YouTube channel. You know, a number of years ago, Greg, I recorded, I don't know, around 150 short one to two minute videos. And I recently found them on my computer. Isn't it <laughs> fun going through your computer and finding things? Oh, yes. <laughs> so uh, I have been uh, just very recently, I've been uh, properly formatting them for YouTube. And once I finish with all of those that I did a number of years ago, I plan on recording some new videos. So you can check those out. Um, there's links on the blog to my YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. And if someone's interested in purchasing, you know, some of the things that I've produced over the years, um, there's a section on the on the blog called Mike's Stuff. And so there's, you know, books and CDs and all sorts of things. Okay. And your books are available on Amazon too, is that correct? Yes. Okay. Now, I know I've been on your blog uh, just recently, and is there something about pep talks? Could you just uh, give us an overview on that a little bit? Uh, sure. I um, A number of years ago, I did, uh, it was actually five different uh, categories that I did what I called Mike's pep talks, and those were three to five minutes of motivational, inspirational uh, on a variety of topics, mm -hmm. and I believe each volume there were 50 of them, and I originally sold them you know, individual volumes, so you know you could get volume one or volume two. And then I, I don't know, a couple of years ago I decided to uh, digitize them all, and so I no longer sell the CDs, but a person could go on the blog and order all 250 of those, and I sent them to you on a thumb drive mm, okay. or flash drive, whichever terminology you like. But, uh, yeah, those are also available in Mike's stuff. Okay, that's great. A lot of great resources there for, for those that desire to learn more of God's Word, be inspired and encouraged uh, by the things of God, which is great. Um, Mike, in closing, uh, what's on your heart today that you'd like to share with our listeners to encourage them in the things of God? Well, Greg, as you know, there's really a whole lot of unrest in our country today, and all this political chaos going on is very divisive, even among Christians. And I rarely get into politics on the blog, but a recent article I did, I called it, Is It True? And I brought up the question about all of the things that we hear every day from every corner. You know, you've got TV and radio and you've got uh, social media. And um, so I brought up the question about, you know, all this, all this stuff that we hear. Is it really true? What, what's true? What's not? Mm -hmm. And so much that we don't know about what's going on. But in that article, what I did focus on is what we Christians can do in these turbulent times. And that is we can, if we want to, we can follow examples in the Bible like Ezra and others by 
praying and asking God to forgive the sins of our country. We can go to God in prayer like Hezekiah and others, asking God for help in situations we have no idea of how to solve. We could pray that somehow the right person can be in the right place at the right time, you know, like Esther and Mordecai. And I think it's really important to remember that we are encouraged by God's word to pray for those in charge of our government. Mm -hmm. And in addition to that, we can, why, why can we not pray for the people in our government, but why can we not also pray for godly solutions to our country's problems? We can pray that those who oppose and desire to bring harm to our constitutional republic can be thwarted. We could pray that evil people in our government, whoever they might be, could be exposed. Mm -hmm. And so, Greg, I'm like many people, Christian or non-Christian, deeply concerned about our country, but I do know that we as Christians really need to pray. And I know that might sound you know, too simplistic or even naive to some people, but I would say never, ever underestimate the power of prayer and that God can provide solutions we've never even thought of. And so uh, asking me what's on my heart, something that is pretty big on my heart lately is I would just encourage Christians to take some extra time and pray for our country. That's wonderful, Mike. Boy, what great exhortation for us. And the Word tells us to pray for those that are in leadership so that we could lead a quiet and peaceable life. And uh, God hears our prayers. He delights to hear from his people, that's for sure. Amen. Uh, what's the best way for our listeners to get a hold of you if they'd like maybe to have you speak at their church or their Bible study? Because I know you'll travel around and teach God's Word as well as purchase any of your books. Well, the book is uh, available on Amazon in paperback or Kindle, but if you go to the blog, confidenceandjoy.com, you can order a signed copy, and it'll be a buck cheaper than Amazon, and I'll sign it for you. And if you're interested in getting a, dis uh, a discount for um, you know, several copies for your church group or your Bible bookshop, um, or if you'd like information about uh, having me maybe come and teach at an event, you can just simply use the contact button on the homepage of the website. That's great. And I'll put uh, links up for that on our website as well as uh, on the Facebook post when we send that out in the email list as well. Mike, I want to thank you very much for joining us today. We really appreciate it and uh, just wish you the best and your God's very best. Thank you, Mike. Well, Greg, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on the Solution Radio Show. And Greg, I pray that God will bless you and bless your labor in spreading the good news about Jesus Christ. And uh, maybe one of these days we can see each other face to face, That'd be great. Uh, either in this life or when the Lord comes back. But I do, uh, I wish you all the best and uh, love and prayers to you and your family. Thanks, Mike. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on the Solution Radio Show. To contact Mike Verdicchio, our guest today, visit his website, confidenceandjoy.com. And when you visit the solutionradioshow.com, you will find the link to order an autographed copy of Mike's latest book, What Does It Mean? And also there'll be a link there to Mike Verdicchio's YouTube channel. Be sure to visit thesolutionradioshow.com where you can re-listen to all of our previous shows at your convenience. You can email me at 
greg at thesolutionradioshow.com, and our mailing address, The Solution, P.O. Box 9002, Naperville, Illinois 60567. Once again, the address is The Solution, P.O. Box 9002, Naperville, Illinois 60567. Have an awesome rest of your day. God bless you in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. The Solution Radio Show archives are available at thesolutionradioshow.com along with resources to encourage and help in your walk with God. The Solution Radio Show is supported by listeners like you. Make a donation today to join in sustaining God's work at thesolutionradioshow.com. You've been listening to The Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus, and we thank you for joining us today. God bless you. You are God's very best.